0: I can't go on Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 10th of August 2010 I always suggest to newcomers to go into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website, you'll find hundreds of audios to download for free of talks I've given in the past where I try to cover a lot of different areas that make up this big system in which we're born into, and i try and show you how it works together and how really uh, the past was directed, as is the present, and the future is directed by those with the big bucks and those with the organizational abilities, and quite naturally so. Why should they uh, let a system develop outside of their control? Controllers don't do that. They always make sure that they plan the future and they bring in the future that they want to bring in so that their children can then be in charge of it too. Quite natural thing to do, just m- much the same as royalty, really. And while you're in the websites, bookmark all the other sites I've got listed. Remember, there's books for sale too. And if you go into these books, they are different. I don't just give you all the usual nonsense of history, dates, and generals, and who, who lost, who won, all that nonsense. I show you how the technique of mind control has been used for thousands of years and how it's still controlled today. Uh, And we are controlled because we really are the targets of it. It's it's perfected, actually, pretty well perfected today. It's only got one step to go before they don't have to, to even spend much staff on managing this whole global system. And that will come very shortly as well. But in the meantime, we're all indoctrinated in the way we're supposed to be indoctrinated and dumbed down enough that we're sufficiently dumbed down through chemical means, inoculations, the GMO food, and so on. And even ELF waves with the harp type technologies that Brzezinski said would be used on whole continents. I do believe it's actually been used for quite a few years. So buy the books, remember, and that hopefully will help me keep going i don 't get paid by advertisers uh, for my show. I could be I could bring them one after another on for you that would terrify the life for you and then make their pitch for sales at the end of it that 's how hosts make their money a lot of money too. Uh, but then again, it makes you compromise an extent as well. So I prefer for the listeners to purchase the books I have for sale and the discs as well. Some of these discs remember have fifty shows or more on them and uh, that hopefully will keep me going you can purchase them by uh, going into cuttingthrometers.com websites a u.s personal check to canada is fine you can also use an international postal money order from the u.s to canada that's accepted too cash is okay and paypal for donations or to purchase if you want to purchase the books and the discs i have for sale just uh, send a paypal donation and a separate email with your name, address, and the order on it. And I'll get it out to you. Same across the rest of the world, remember. You've also got Western Union to choose from. They're kind of steep with their fees, mind you, and MoneyGram as well. Cash is okay, again, from across the planet. And uh, PayPal for donation or to order. But you have to keep me going here because, as I say, I don't accept money from, from uh, the, uh, the big boys themselves, ones who are selling stuff. The ads you hear on this show go directly to RBN. I've got nothing to do with it. And that pays for this broadcast and the airtime and RBN's uh, staff equipment and their bills. So you've got to help me out with mine. And believe you me, they drop off uh, incredibly. It's always the same people who give me the occasional donation. And uh, it's not much to live on whatsoever. And, and And if I go off, I'll just teach small groups again and rake in some cash and uh, stop starving myself to death and have some free time on my hands as well because this is not a job, it's beyond a job it's a necessity and uh, it's a necessity to wake folk up the right kind of folk up at the right uh, particular time you won't wake everybody up, I've never ever had any illusions about that and even when you wake up Hi, I'm Alan Watt. and back cutting through the matrix. Sorry, I've been cut off there, but sometimes there's no intro music to give me a clue that the break's coming up. But what I was saying, I think, at the time was that the only reward there is really in this is to wake up the occasional person here or there who really, really get it. The people who've gone beyond uh, the average person who's simply in the indignation phase Because something's happening to them personally, or people they know, they're losing jobs, losing houses. um, They they see the skyrocketing prices of things as inflation sets in, and uh, it hits them personally. That's not really waking up, that's reacting. And there's many people who study um, over the years the different um, patriot scenarios to see what's been happening. And really all you're doing is, is chronicling different events which are all parts of uh, thousands of events, which are, again, coordinated to come out at the same time to change society. And society is comprised of individuals who, in each one of those individuals thinks that they have their own mind. People will argue and even become a bit aggressive if you say you really don't have a mind of your own. You're a composite, really, of your indoctrinations and you you can tell immediately a person opens their mouth and starts talking um what their indoctrination particularly uh leans towards is it political correctness and so on you find it very quickly if they're simply up, very easily upgradable because in this system we are designed uh, to be upgradable all the time in, in new types of political correctness, what to say, what not to say, what to criticize, what not to criticize, uh, and all the rest of it, what is, even down to what we 're supposed to even be happy about, even if it 's rather bizarre, and that 's the, the the form of liberalism. Uh, that Khrushchev talks about when he visited the United States because he was asked about the communists within the United States at the time. He says, we don't call them communists here, we call them liberals. Because the liberals, of course, the ones who champion freedom, supposedly, are the ones who are the most intolerant of all once they're in power. They're so intolerant, in fact, that they forbid you to speak about certain things. It's a great con job on the mind, isn't it? One of these double-think things. But we've also been assaulted with um, people down through the ages uh, of Eden Patriot Radio. There's been people like Bo Grites that came out and admitted later on that he had back hip, uh, he called them hip pocket orders from the Pentagon, meaning he was still working for them. And he ran radio shows for a while and uh, got lots of names, the different Patriots out there and different groups. And um, eventually when 9-11 happened, he was on television on the steps of the Congress. He said he was going in there to tell them who he thought had been behind it. And he said it was those wacky patriot types that see black helicopters and listen to shortwave radio. So they do put plants out for you, and you must accept that and expect it, that that will always be. I've always said they always give you your leaders. And don't forget that. For every type of personality out there, they've given you leaders. Now, many people are so astonished when they start to wake up, they look into a spiritual uh, means to escape it. In fact, they go spiritual shopping, like religious shopping. And uh, most folk pick something in the New Age because they feel that the old religions don't guarantee them enough security. And so the New Age is something where there's no real rules, and um, it, it promises you personal power and all of this kind of stuff. And that's what, how they hope to get through stuff which they don't understand this big new world order and its rapidity of changing, uh, but they hope to personally come through it somehow. And what it teaches them is how to deny uh, all the negatives and not even look at the negatives and teach them just to be happy. Now Huxley would have been awfully happy with that himself because he said that the, main, the main reason that um, uh, people should be Conditioned by those who knew how to do it is simply to put them into a state of happiness Because most people were always unhappy He didn't mention the reason that they're always unhappy is because we're always going through either wars Or economic wars or economic depressions and so on or unemployment or whatever Because the big boys club of which he was a member made all those things happen So naturally you're pretty unhappy So the whole key is to make you simply happy and if you're happy, regardless of what's happening, you're basically a conditioned fool. Because a natural creature would not be happy if its environment was threatened. I'm talking about its personal home, for instance, or the land that it walks on, or even its own personal security. It would not be happy at all. Uh, your survival capabilities are being destroyed when you don't mind a governmental interference in every facet of your life, including stopping you in the street and padding you down if need be. Or watch with cameras wherever you go. So they had to dest- destroy the, the bits in your brain, basically. They discussed it to the makes you you, they call it the ghost in the machine. And they knew exactly what parts of the brain they'd have to take out, lobotomize, in other words, to make a happy, um, compliance, unaggressive population who'd be easily managed. And that was old stuff back in the 50s and 60s. In fact, they knew how to piggyback certain chemicals or viruses right into those particular areas. Yeah, it works very good with babies' vaccines, by the way. And all medical doctors are trained that uh, to tell the mums they'll have a little bit of a fever. Of course, the fever is in their head. Don't worry about it too much. Well, when you've got a fever in your head... That means there's inflammation. Inflammation causes death of cells, and well, according to their reasoning at the top, they are doing a good job. They're, they're making more compliant um, citizens who won't make much of a fuss going through life. And I'm quite serious about this, quite serious. The doctors don't know. They're, they only believe what they're told as well. It's the same with inoculations they give you as well. They they don't go out and test any of them themselves. They have no facilities to do so. In fact, most of them wouldn't even know what they were looking at through a microscope if they were. But uh, it's all based on faith. And um, as I say, you have to compare it to the writings of uh, people like uh, Arthur Kessler, who worked at the United Nations for a while in between jobs at MI5 for Britain. And um, he talks about having the necessity of uh, lobotomizing people uh, for world peace, and how at uh, the United Nations they were doing many experiments. It was a joint venture with Russia, the US, and uh, other countries, Britain, and so on, to find the best ways to do this. And personally, Al me and I really think it has been done. They did, mind you, say they wouldn't have to necessarily inoculate. They could do that, or they could put it in your water, or they could put it in your food itself. Uh, and target specific parts of the brain. And I truly, truly think that has happened. And it's only it, it comes out more and more when you read other guys who were involved in these various experiments. Now, Aldo Huxley himself uh, only became animated and excited when he talked about Tavistock and the experiments they were doing there in the 40s and 50s. And he became excited when they they talked about the brains of the different patients that they could experiment on and stick wires in them and get them to sit down and stand up and turn around and stuff like that. But then you find they were already doing it remotely in other areas too. And everyone everyone out there, I'm sure, has heard about uh, Dr. Uh, Jose M. R. Delgado. Well, Delgado worked for the FBI, CIA, uh, the NSA and all the other uh, alphabet, alphabet uh, soup agencies, and big academia, of course, with massive grants to into the area of neuroscience and neuropsychiatry. He's a guy who's known for the famous um, little clip you see up on YouTube, where a bull charges him, and he stands there with his little remote control device and switches it on and the bull stops dead in its tracks. Well, he thought that was wonderful if we could do that with people too. But here's what he said. He says, we need a program of psychosurgery for political control of our society. Now, you got to understand, when these people are speaking, uh, they're not c- coming out with their own particular ideas or giving a wish list if it was a different world and I was in charge. No, they, these guys were in world meetings to find world peace by lobotomizing the brain. So when you read this kind of stuff, take it for real. Most folk cannot accept that these things are real. They cannot accept. Even if you show them the evidence, even if you could get the characters right in front of their faces, they'd still refuse to believe they really mean what they say. Those people are gone, folks. So he says, we need a program of psychosurgery for political control of our society. The purpose of physical control of the mind. Everyone who deviates from the given norm can be surgically mutilated. The individual may think that the most important reality is his own existence, but this is only his personal point of view. Man does not have the right to develop his own mind. We must electronically control the brain. Someday I Armies and generals will be controlled by electronic stimulation of the brain. And that's when he was director of neuropsychiatry at Yale University Medical School. And that's Congressional Record No. 26, Volume 118, February 24, 1974. And he worked with the Huxleys, and um, both the Huxleys in effect, and he also worked with the Russells, and all. They, they all knew each other because they sat in on big meetings that were highly sponsored by the big foundations in league with their own governments to promote this incredible funding they had, too. And they still have today, the, the ones who have come on since then. Incredible funding. And, of course, Brzezinski loved that kind of stuff, and, and he touched on it in his own book, um, between two ages and the chapter on technotronics they've gone even further where they can actually without implanting your brain they can actually send waves over a whole continent as Prasinski said and uh, make folk either placid uh, unhappy, suicidal, whatever depends on the particular frequency that they wanted to use I'll be back with more after this break i Alan Watts and we're cutting through the matrix Just touching on one of the these perverted psychopaths that uh, run the world on behalf of their masters They're given unlimited financing to find ways of controlling every single person out there And you've got to understand too, for those who are awake and who have been relatively unscathed by the attacks being put upon them by the food and the inoculations and all the rest of it, look around you, you can see it, you know it. I get enough emails here of people who are scared when they look around them in towns and cities and see how they behave or they act or they see the sluggishness of their minds and how there's so much sameness within them, the sameness, you see. They're almost interchangeable. Their topics will always be the same regardless of who you pick to talk about certain subjects that are in the media about. And they'll give you the answers they got on, by the guys who debate the stuff on the media. Uh, they, they are almost robotic themselves. There's no doubt about it. It's happening. And people sometimes come down to me and they'll say, boy, oh, you're, you're a downer, Alan. You know, why don't you just lighten up? Well, you understand when you're under full attack, if you're Uh, playing the happy jack, then there's something wrong with your brain. That old song, you know, don't worry, be happy, was meant for the general public. It ties in with Charles Galton Darwin again, who said, we, those who steer the world, the captains of planet Earth, he said, we must retain our survival capabilities. But by means of lobotomy, chemical and otherwise, he said, The public won't need that. They won't need the survival capabilities because the state will be making all their decisions for them. And he was a physicist who worked on the Manhattan Project. So it's not a a matter of being sullen or uh, oh, woe is me type of thing. It's a matter of understanding the full dangers you're under, getting back to the spiritual part. People rush off to that, hoping that they'll be saved somehow by learning some secret or getting in touch with their power power animal or something like that, you see, which is a nice diversion that will certainly take your mind off the nasty things in the world. And you'll meet similar people who can sit and talk about their own personal experiences and what their guides are all telling each other and all that lovely stuff. But t- personally, personally, I see how uh, the vast array of sciences, many of the things which you don't even consider sciences, you don't under- believe that the media is a science, but it is. Entertainment is a science as well, for controlling the mind and downloading the mind. Your education as a science is a scientific indoctrination. The guy who designed it for you all so called it that scientific indoctrination. So, as I say, people look off to the spirit world to help them uh, personally. It's the me thing again. Save me, and hopefully I'll be all right in some nether, nether region and something to come. And that's all very nice. It's all very nice. People are allowed to to wish for things and to choose whatever they want to choose to follow. And they do. But you've got to understand, too, that sciences, batteries of sciences, are arrayed against you. And my observations, in my whole lifetime, are that the sciences that are arrayed against you are far more powerful than your spiritual beliefs. I see it everywhere. And that's why mainstream religions have been crumbling, apart from the fact they've been under attack for 500 years most folk don't even know, by certain groups, for 500 years, to destroy them because, you see, they were still a bit of a nuisance. They'd help to control people, certainly, and keep them happy serfs for a long time. But it became a nuisance when um, kings or queens or governments would decide to do something against what they thought their God wanted. And that caused the conflict, and therefore there was often skirmishes or little wars would start up. So they wanted to do away with mainstream, but with the new age, there's none of that, you see. There's no, there's none of that standing up sort of thing, and everything really is retreat. Retreat into your own mind and hit nirvana, and nothing will matter anymore. It's similar to the stages people get to before they get shot in a firing squad. You see the panic, you see the Ganser syndrome, as they call it, the act of madness, and then you see a calmness set over them as endorphins kick in and they've hit nirvana before they're shot. So the body's kind of kind uh, at the time of death It tries to pacify you and take the, the, the horror which you can do nothing about uh, away from your conscious mind. And remember, governments need the cooperation of the masses, however dumbed down and robotic and indoctrinated and injected they are. They need cooperation. That's why they want you still to keep on voting. I've said to so long, I've watched this in every country across the Western world and some other countries in the far side of the world, and I've never yet seen this agenda where every Change of House of Parliament or Congress goes in, and they, and, and i 've never seen any of them tear up the treaties from the last law the treaties that are made by the United Nations through United Nations. The same agenda continues because there's only one agenda, and there are no separate parties. What you have is a ruling class, regardless of what they call themselves they are a ruling class. And they've all said, too, you're post-democratic. You're now in an authoritarian stage. All the big boys said this years ago, you go into a period of authoritarianism. Talked by experts. Back with more after these messages. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, this is Alan Watt, we're cutting through the Matrix As I say, you've got to know all the bad news And you've got to understand the bad news To understand what you're up against You know, there's not one single military in the world Hopefully, in this day and age That goes up against an enemy without finding everything they can about that enemy And they've got to know what are the decoys that the enemy puts out And what's real and what isn't real And it's the same in this big fight for the new world order. It's not really a fight. Because there's no organization big enough, powerful enough, to take it on head-on in its same fashion, in its own playing field. You cannot do it without massive, incredible trillion-dollar funding from the foundations. And the foundations work with the governments. In fact, a lot of the guys in government get put in by the foundations, and they're all members of the Council on Foreign Relations. And they're all issued for international affairs. So how can you fight that? You know they they aren't going to listen to anything you have to say. This is this agenda is written in stone. But it's like Orwell said: you've got to understand what you're really really up against. And then when he was talking to, uh, he's he's being tortured. uh, Winston's being tortured in 1984. Yeah, and O'Brien says to him, you know, what makes you think you'll win? He says, well, the proles. And, and uh, O'Brien sits back and he says, you don't count. Then he says, well, maybe in a thousand years. Do you understand it could take a thousand years to fight something which has been on the go for such a long, long, long time? Using incredible sciences and sciences of the mind that you know nothing of. So you have to know your enemy. And what's realistic as well. And if you keep thinking that someone's going to ride in on a horse and clean up the town for you, then you deserve what you get, and you will get what you deserve. If you haven't learned that by now, how come things get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse your whole lifetime long? How, how come that is? Why is that? Hmm? And you go keep going off to, to vote. vote it's the greatest trick and it's so simple so simple children can see through I saw through it when I was young works every time but most folk don't really really get it they don't really get it at all now surveillance is a big part of it. Most folk are already trained not to mind surveillance. They've got everything else up online. They've got Facebook going. They've been told that Facebook and all the rest of them sell your data, but they don't mind that either. And you're, that's the majority of the public, by the way. They don't care, you see. They really don't care. Something's happened. You've got to understand something has literally physically happened to their brain when you don't care about privacy. Privacy is a right Without privacy, you you have no personal peace whatsoever. You can't get it otherwise. Now, Google, and I've said this before, I've gone through Technocracy, Inc., and all these guys who came out with the drugs, rock and roll, to change society along with the computer and strobe lights and all the rest of it. Amazing uh, money they were financed by all ex-CIA and all ex-military guys to change society, to destroy the old, to bring in the new, which they were very, very successful at, because that was the end of the old system of even marriage, in fact. And sticking with a partner and having children, that was very essential to the agenda. And Google and all the rest of these characters are just part of ANSA. So is Bill Gates. You don't get put up there by your own hard work, believe you me. No, you're pooled up there. All these big boys are pooled up. You'd be surprised at the big foundations who've been in existence for hundreds of years. Incredible organization that decides the future and who gets up and who doesn't. It's got to serve them. Not you. Here's an article here, and it says, Is this flying drone Google's next privacy controversy? And it says Google says no well Google's a liar we've heard enough lies about their mapping and all the rest of it so they're they're, they're barn liars do you expect them ever t- when do you expect a liar to ever tell you the truth hmm. and it says here um, if you felt like Google Street View validated your privacy wait until you've got one of these hovering over your back porch the German business magazine uh, Witchcraft wash reported over the weekend that Microdrones, a company based in the Green, in the city of Siegen, Germany, has sold at least one of its flying surveillance robots to the site search giant for testing. Sven Jures, Microdrones chief executive, told the magazine that the radio-controlled devices, four rotor helicopters about a meter across, could be helpful in Google's mapping projects, and that he thinks there's a good chance Google will buy more of the airborne bots. If they don't have their own already, I should say. So, as I say, you know, that's coming in. Anyway, I've read the articles before, and there's a little video on this article I'll put up at cuttingthroughthematics.com at the end of the show. But um, I've read articles before from the Pentagon, from their own um, articles on these micro-drones as well. they have some as small as birds. They're putting billions of dollars, your money, of course, into it. And some of them look like birds, in fact. You can can uh, sit in branches outside your window and all that. Even follow you up a, a staircase if need be. So this is there's nothing new. This is the way it's going to go. They've shown it in all the sci-fi ma- magazines, right down to the little spiders that come in and Minority Report and go through a whole building and check everybody's ID and I, iris scan you and all the rest of it. This is all coming, you see, for it's for peace and safety and security. you Understand? And there's a, another article here by the BBC. It's called The New World Order of Technology by the 5th of August. And uh, they've gone about how these scientists have gathered um, in Lake Tahoe in Northern California uh, discussing what has been built as a new philosophy of progress, the philosophy of progress at the first ever tech Techonomy Conference. And again, that's Tech Inc, and all these guys are all involved in it because these are the guys who work for their masters to make sure they bring in a totally controlled society. And the organisers are hoping the name will soon become common parlance, but for the moment they're quite happy to explain their thinking behind the event as one that discusses the role that technology has in solving some of the world's thorniest problems from climate change, that's an everything, that's just a PC thing. It doesn't matter what you're talking about, they're bringing climate change to education, to innovation, etc. So here's your scientists who are going to cure all today's problems, apparently. Is that what you vote for? Did you know that? Do you know what you vote for, scientists, to, to deal with all your problems for you? Is that what Holdren's on the panel behind Obama about, you know? The guy who wants to sterilize you all and bring down the populations? And people will keep voting for the same system that borrows money from private banks and puts you down as the the slave that must pay it off. People will keep voting for the same guys, same system. The same system. Now in the U.S., they're bringing in bounty hunters for welfare recipients. Canada, by the way, has done this before, even back in the 80s they were doing this. But it says bounty hunters to cut benefit fraud by maybe one billion dollars. I don't know. Private agencies are to be paid by the government to reduce benefit fraud by one billion. David Cameron is to announce. Well, actually this is, this is, I guess it's in, it's in Britain, is it? Yeah. As you see, Canada's already used this technique before. They get on the phone and they bully the people and threaten them, you know. So it says, um, David Cameron's belief we should strain every sinew to cut error, waste, and fraud in our welfare system. Finance experts will identify welfare chiefs by trawling through their records. It's a great thing, uh, the Internet, isn't it? Household bills and credit card applications. So the government's going to give them uh, a lot of your data, give them access to the data banks, your personal, all your inf- personal information so, so they can come after you agencies will get a bounty payment for each fraudster they identify under government plans to cut the 5.2 billion pound annual fraud bill. It's amazing how they can tell exactly how, mu- how much it is, the fraud bill, but they can't tell you uh, how many people are doing it, doesn't it? So there's bounty hunters coming in to go after people in the time of the, gr- the greatest depression they've ever really had. So I guess we are going to be more depressed too. And there's another one in the Wall Street Journal about uh, tracking as an assault on liberty with real dangers. Well, we read all this stuff, but what's the good in knowing it, really, isn't it? Uh, the only way to do it is to, is to get off all electronic gadgetry, really. And that's it's going to be impossible to do eventually because everything's going electronic, including uh, the cashless society in the next three or four years. These guys do their planning well, you understand. It's done with military precision. It is in a 1963 Supreme Court opinion, Chief Justice Errol Warren observed that the fantastic advances in the field of electronic communication constitute a greater danger to the privacy of the individual. The advances have only accelerated since then, along with the dangers. Today, as companies strive to personalize the services and advertisers and advertisements they provide over the Internet, the surreptitious collection of personal information is rampant. The very idea of privacy is under threat. Most of us view personalization and privacy as desirable things, and we understand that enjoying more of one means giving up some of the other. To have goods, services and promotions tailored to our personal circumstances and desires, we need to divulge information about ourselves to corporations, governments or other outsiders. This trade-off has always been part of our lives as consumers and citizens. No, it hasn't, you see, because at one time and not so long ago, people simply went into stores and they bought things with cash and nothing was asked, and you walked out with the item you purchased. Right? This is, but now thanks to the net, we're losing our ability to understand and control those trade-offs, to choose consciously and with awareness of the consequences, what information about ourselves we disclose, etc., 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 And then they go in to give you an example uh, of uh, someone who, Tom Owad it's called, who uh, published the results of an experiment, provided a a chilling lesson in just how easy it is to to extract sensitive personal data from the nets. And he showed you how it was done and how they used certain algorithms that he used himself from any program you can buy and literally find out uh, names and addresses of particular people all over the country. And over the world in fact who had certain likes and dislikes and so on just by what they'd been buying. And the algorithms themselves would find them, would find them for them. So it basically goes on to say that you know, privacy is an illusion. That's what it's come down to. Privacy today is just an illusion. So the New World Order is right on track, isn't it? And that's that's what they wanted was it was people to accept the fact that there's no privacy you're all a big collective, you understand, and as Delgado said himself, uh, no one has the right to to basically use their own mind. I'll read that a little bit again by Delgado for those who are harder thinking, and he says, here the individual may think that the most important reality is his own existence, but this is only his personal point of view. Man does not have the right to develop his own mind. Well, you see what he's saying here is the belief of all those at the top that control you. And all these top politicians, I mean the top ones that play the the political game, they all know this too. They all know this as well. So, you know, it's up to yourselves how, how much fooling you want to take. There's an article here, excellent article, on America's ruling class. For those who can read more than a paragraph, you might get something out of it because it's, it's quite well written. And, and I mean that. I'm not being sarcastic. A lot of people today can't read more than a couple of lines. Especially the youngsters, they've found they don't have the attention span to do it. And this article says, America's ruling class in the perils of revolution. July 2010 issue. It's from the American Spectator. Then it goes on about the the different parties and and Wall Street corporations and opinion leaders uh, stretching from the National Review magazine and the Wall Street Journal on the right to the the Nation magazine on the left, agreed that spending some $700 billion to buy the investors' toxic assets was the only alternative to the U.S. economy's systemic collapse. And basically throughout the article, they tell you that the parties are all identically the same because they all belong to the ruling class left wing, right wing, these are the guys at the top. They all belong. They all come from the same universities. They all have their their own personal investments going through the, the same companies and the same corporate lawyers. They all know each other. And As I say, he actually explains when the term ruling class came into view. It says, when this majority discovered that virtually no one in a position of power in either party or with a national voice would take their objections seriously, that's the public, that is, uh, that decisions about their money were being made in bipartisan backroom deals with interested parties, and that the laws on these matters were being voted by people who had not read them, the term political class came into use. Then after those in power changed their plans from buying toxic assets to buying up equity in banks and major industries but refused to explain why, when they reasserted their right to decide ad hoc on these and so many other matters supposing them to be beyond the general public's understanding, the American public started referring to those in and around government as the ruling class. And in fact, Republican and Democratic office holders and their re- retinues show a similar presumption to dominate and fewer differences in tastes, habits, opinions, and sources of income among one another than between both and the rest of the country. They think, look, and act as a class. Well, that's because there's only one agenda, you see. Now, I read from Quigley before, and Quigley said that the Rawlings of International affairs dash Council of Foreign Relations, uh, put out articles specifically designed for this ruling class, the ones who will rule over you. They don't bother so much about the, pup- the people down below that give you junk to read about, you know, uh, who's doing what in Hollywood and who's the singer today with the boobs hanging out and stuff like that. That's for the lower classes. But for their own class, those in the managerial class, they put out their own articles. said, And remember that ties in with what George Orwell said. The proles don't count. You have to bother about the proles. We are the proles, folks. says here too uh, uh, although the election of 2008, most Republican office holders argued against the troubled asset relief program. Against the slow of the election of 2008, most Republican office holders argued against the troubled asset relief program, against the subsequent bailouts of the auto industry, and against several stimulus bills and further summary expansions of government power to benefit clients of government at the expense of ordinary citizens. The American people had every reason to believe that many Republican politicians were doing so simply by the logic of partisan opposition. And then they go and tell you, and reiterate once again, through this long article, that uh, it doesn't make any difference. They're all really just one party, exactly as quickly said they'd become. You know, when everyone starts arguing about uh, health benefits, jobs, uh, um, schools, healthcare, you're, you're talking socialism. When you see people in the street demanding that the government give them jobs, you're talking socialism. You're already socialised, so the parties must always have their public debates, regardless of what the real agenda is, They have their public debates along the lines of socialism. You've already been turned into something you don't even know it. Back with more after these messages. And this is the show that does give you the cold, hard facts. It's something you've got to know if you want to uh, survive even what's coming down the pike. Even personally, even your mind. Because you, the mind is your last refuge, remember. And they have already conquered most people's minds already. They don't even know it. That's how bad it is. I don't come out with aliens. I don't come out with reptiles running your life. No, I tell you how it's done. And the sciences that are used and have been used for an awful long time, and academia is an awfully, awfully big part of it. It says here, too, in this article from the American Spectator, Today's ruling class from Boston to San Diego was formed by an educational system that exposed them to the same ideas and gave them remarkably uniform guidance, as well as tastes and habits. These amount to a social canon of judgments about good and evil, complete with secular sacred history, sins against minorities and environment, and saints. Using the right word and avoiding the wrong ones when referring to such matters, speaking the in language serves as a badge of identity. And I've heard them talking, they're so politically correct. So, regardless of what business or profession they're in, their road up included government channels and government money because, as government has grown, its boundary with the rest of American life has become indistinct. Many began their careers in government and leveraged their way into the private sector. Some, such as the Secretary of the Treasury, Timothy Geithner, never held a non-government job. Hence, whether formally in government or out of it or halfway, Americans ruling, uh, rulers or ruling class speaks a language and has the tastes, habits and tools of bureaucrats. It rules uneasily over the majority of Americans not orientated to government. The two classes have less in common culturally. They dislike each other more and embody ways of life more different from one another than did the 19th century northerners and southerners nearly all of whom, as Lincoln reminded them, prayed to the same God. By contrast, while most Americans pray to the God who created and all sustainers, us, our ruling class prays to itself as saviors of the planet and improvers of humanity. Our classes clash over whose country America is, over what way of life will prevail, over who is to defer to whom about what. The gravity of such divisions point us, as did Lincoln to Mark's Gospel, If a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. Then it goes into different political correctness and all the rest of it, and how you've got to be politically correct to get up the ladder, and so on, and so on, and so on. So, it doesn't mention anything at all about the CFR here, of course, naturally, and the fact is that all leaders since the late 1800s, were members of the Milner group that branched into the Council on Foreign Relations in the U.S. According to Carol Quigley, who was the historian for the CFR, the, the, uh, the, the, the authorized historian for them. And, of course, they have science on board with them, too. That's why they have panels now. Every country has panels of climatologists unelected, who are fanatics in their particular PC religion, and carbon taxes and must be taxes and all the rest of it to bring in this new type of economy where you will live in your community and pay for every candle that you burn according to the carbon that you put off because you're in post consumerist society. Everything you earn goes back to them and you'll be taught to love it. From Hamish myself in Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God. All your gods go with you.